it could all be easy. It could all go away by saying no more rap list. Let's get on with the show. Fresh on my fresh podcast on a Sunday evening. Uh, we got Dead Stock J. Yes, sir. We in the lab. Yeah. Man, we got a lot to talk about. This episode is something real important. And I want to lead off with this. You know what? I want to put a lot on it, but this is like, you know, the free throw. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go ahead and shoot it. Go ahead and shoot it. You know what I'm saying? It's a guaranteed point. Prince. We just got through listening to some Prince. We was comparing notes and stuff. So, you know, it's like, you know. Uh, I was in the record store earlier. I interviewed uh, Keith Glass today. Okay. Yeah, yeah at, Mobile, at Mobile Records, man. And uh, we had a, a lively conversation and stuff, but this, that ain't what this about. I took a picture of one of the Prince albums, Purple Rain, you know. That was just Classic. the one that was just, Classic. yeah, that was just the one that was facing, that was facing me and stuff. And I was just like, you know, just go on to play. Go on to play on words of uh under the cherry moon, you know what I'm saying? We had the chick at the uh at the uh table and you know Oh yeah going yeah, off yeah. on the way oh, she yeah, was saying yeah. record store. Oh, <laughs> so I named the episode that and I came across a video of Prince. You know, you probably seen it too. Uh where he's like it's on one of these shows or something, but it happened after a certain time. And people take this video pretty much out of context because he say some things about sampling in there. Yeah, and yeah. you had to know where it came from, and I found out where it came from. All right, and that's one of the things that peeves me about people who try to get knowledge by doing videos like that. I've seen another one with Kanye in it, but my point being... Prince was talking about how people sing over their vocals or um, pretty much do a lip sync performance on stage. The whole context is he is saying this after Homegirl Ashley Simpson did yeah, that yeah, thing on yeah. Saturday. Remember that uh, thing on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, where it, just, yeah. That, it, just, it, where was, it was just a Millie Vanilli. It was horrendous, though. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like the whole world scene. If you ain't watched Saturday no, like, Night Live in years and caught that episode, you saw it. You know? She got Abby Shore, dog. The same thing that happened to Abby Shore at Showtime and Apollo, dog. You know what I'm saying? It did happen to him at the Apollo. Yeah, and you, and you, after, a matter of fact, I believe, to be honest with you, that after that happened to Abby Shore at Showtime at the Apollo, they never, you know, no, they that that's that's um Soul Train where you you always lip sync. They you always, always lip well you, you well. Lip sync. To a certain point, I ain't like, never see I ain't never see anybody like really really um ever ever really belt anything out like really with everything seen lip sync on Soul Train. But I was thinking about that though. But yeah, um, Albie Shaw wasn't ever shit after that, and neither was Ashley Simpson though. To be honest with you, like on on Soul Train now there was a time, but you know we grew up in the time where everything was lip synced. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was it's like, like we knew the meaning of lip sync. I think I don't think they know the meaning of lip sync in this generation, man. Yeah, they ain't singing over vocals and that shit just sound whack. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's um it's basically just getting out there and shooting a music video. Seriously. 
That's Seriously, that's all. That that's that pretty much is. what it is. Yeah, because they're gonna show, they're gonna show that same video on the Solid Go Otis commercial next week at three o'clock in the morning, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same commercial you're gonna see, dog. And it's the same company selling that shit that shoots Soul Train, man. So better believe they they maximize their funds by shooting a whole music video while you was on Soul Train. Why you was on Soul Train? Yeah, yeah, man, just go look at it. All at you the, gotta do is just go look at Soul Train. At the, the episode, whole music video. at the episode we see ain't all that we see, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, do cut scenes and stuff. The Soul Train, Scramble Board, in between all that, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. So Prince was speaking in that video on that, and it got me to thinking throughout the years. Just reading up on Prince. All his moves, all his moves was major moves, especially when he got off when he got off Warner Brothers and was one of the first artists pushing his albums on the internet like that. He was always outspoken uh in a large place to to rap and stuff. And one of the things that had me close to Prince as far as scrutinizing him like that is just pay attention to somebody like Questlove writing uh it's an old rap pages interview where he didn't interview him it's it's more like a thing where like you know doing a compendium of Prince and his career so far and especially it was a pivotal time this is like mid 90s like 96 97 when he's writing this and you know going from the beginning up to the point it was really like sign of the times uh-huh. That sign of the times album. It was a it was a and it was a big album. That kind of like that really split Prince fans. Like you still had his core fans. That, <coughs> that's ever, that's ever going forever going buy his music. And then you got the people that listen to him that like the the player gigolo stuff that he did and stuff. Well, yeah, that's this album was like that, it was, was smart. It. it was like it was like his all. Uh, it was like how how it was written was from Nas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It was it it, it showed you. It, it basically was what the people didn't know they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's it's like in other words, when I say what the people didn't know they wanted, is that when you when certain artists are capable of making so many different types of songs, and I mean just a, a different type of vibe in general, like of course the core even the core audience is gonna be split because they're gonna be like, okay, do I, am I am I expecting this? Or I'm, am I just expecting something to blow my mind? That's basically what it is. Like, am I expecting one thing that I've been hearing that I love? Or am I expecting something to blow my mind? Or is it going to be mediocre, like something that I didn't like before? And with that album, I mean, it, I felt like I felt like Sound of Times album was basically like so split down the middle that I think it kind of made everybody happy. But, I mean, that's just, that's just me for my time. Cause I can't say that I really sat there and listened to it a lot, but I, it was played a lot around around me at that time. I remember my brother having it on cassette and stuff. He made a dub. He had got a dub for somebody. It was just like you know, I heard Housequake mm-hmm. and all and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like I really grew up on Prince, but kind of like away from Prince. But like you know, Michael Jackson was the thing that I gravitated to. Yeah. Prince was there, and but he wasn't always the first choice. Yeah, Prince didn't really hit me till I got 
older and stuff. And when I got older, I went back and started collecting his albums. And he that when you got like more into funk, and you realized the nigga was funky as hell. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, man, was real rock music. Yeah, it's like it's like, and that's the main thing it had always been with me with Prince. It was like okay, at first when when I was younger, like in the '80s, and my sister and my sister was watching Purple Rain and all that type of stuff, and I'm a kid and Graffiti Bridge and all that type of stuff, right? Yeah, I'm listening to these songs. I'm like, this shit is dope. Right, yeah. Like, but all these are ballads and rock ballads at that. Sure is. It's it way it, them rock ballads was way liver than anything I heard from the other dudes who was out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, it wasn't Bon Jovi. It was because it was before Bon Jovi. But yeah, I mean, that but that type of stuff. You yeah, know what I'm saying? whatever was out there at you know, that time. Though. Whatever was out at that time. His rock ballads was better. So I was watching and listening to it with my sister. So then when like the '90s came. Like sometime around when he did he did that song for for the Batman um, soundtrack. Oh, he did the whole soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like when of course I'm a kid, I want to go see Batman and shit. And this is Prince, and I'm expecting ballad Prince, and that's not what I get. I get funky Quincy Jones sounding Prince, and it's off putting to me. And at that point, you know what I'm saying? It's off putting to me because I'm expecting like oh shit, that shit finna. Be, I thought it was gonna be like. Um, you know, some some real, like, cinematic-ass shit, but that shit was quirky and funky and all that type of shit or whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, Cal Calloway was going to pop out that motherfucker. Right! And, um, it's funny you say that. You know what I'm saying? Because I believe Quincy was trying to get Prince on certain things. I'm talking about outside of, outside of the We Are The World, USA for Africa type thing, because, you know, Prince was supposed to be one of the singers on that. Yeah. And Prince rejected the invitation. So when you say that the Batman soundtrack was like on some Quincy Jones stuff, that you yeah. you know you're not too far from it. It it really it really was, and and that was like the moment where I realized like my dad was was like really really enjoying Prince, but I wasn't enjoying him as much as much because I wasn't into funk as much. But then later on, when you get into like music theory and you start liking more, you get into Parliament, you get into all oh, that type of shit. Yeah. You get older, you really get into music. You start to appreciate Prince for all the shit he did. I'm talking about every single last thing. Some of that shit is is just him having fun. It, not, it really is. You know it, what don't, I'm it don't. It don't. It don't, really it, mean it don't translate to being your favorite song. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It yeah. don't translate to it. It just be him having fun. But some of that shit is so ridiculously genius that if you really, really love music, you just got to give it your ear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And Prince's music really expanded because when you put in. Uh, all the side projects he did, you know, uh, one of my favorite side projects as of late that he has done is uh the Madhouse albums. You know what I'm saying? Like he flipped a, he flipped it on the Mad Lib. Like he'll do stuff under a different identity yeah. and stuff, and you have you thinking it's a group, but it's all him. It's just he all had him. other players yeah. with it and stuff. Like what one thing that made me go back and dig that stuff was stuff like uh. Farside, when Farside samples a song from one of them, and you know, I read yeah. the credits on the album, so I'm listening to Bizarre Rap from, from the Farside. They got this song yeah. on there called Return of the B-Boy. Okay. Yeah. They sampled, uh, they sampled this song from one of Prince's side projects, Madhouse. So I'm, I'm, that's what made me go, initially go, and back and listen to it, and it's some dope stuff, and I see why people like Quest Love is a big fan of Prince's 
albums like that because you have he dedicated some projects to the quirky, nerdy, yeah, head side and the, and the straight funk side, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, and that Madhouse album is a lot, it's a lot of funk, it's a lot of jazz on there, like, it could be balanced, but it's all instrumental and stuff, you know. And, and that's that's and and that's the whole that's the whole reason right there why when we talk when we when we, when we talk about samples and we talk about sampling and hip hop and all the type of stuff, do we really, really have this conversation? About music theory, if it's not for us, no, nah, we don't. No, nah, we don't have that. No, nah, we don't. We don't. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not. It's not. It's it's more base. It ain't. It ain't super. It's in a way it's educated because even when you talk about the funk, you 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 still surface level, but that's deeper than somebody who didn't know before. You know. Well, I mean, like I put it to you like this: you can when you go you when you go to when you go to reciting the uh the credits who's playing the bass the piano yeah. and stuff then you're getting deeper to me that way that's the start of it anyway. all right so it's it's a if you ask me <clears throat> it's a lot of, it's a lot of cats in this world and that's and that's the, that's the nuance the nuance to me is that it's really really all about culture and how how much you expose to to um music as a culture not just the sound or anything, but just as a culture of what you know, pe- how people communicate, you know, sonically. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yes. At the end of the day, like you could you could play in the school band and be a dope ass member of the school band, play the trumpet, the trombone, clarinet, snare drum, whatever, bassoon, motherfucker, whatever. You can play all that, and still never ever 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 you could, you could be dating a chick that played the flute. And still never know who Bobby Humphrey is. You know what I'm saying? Of course, saying? of course. Because that ain't up your alley. Because the music that you playing is not coinciding, or the music that you playing is based off of somebody telling you what to play. That means that nine times out of ten, you can be a great musician, but that doesn't mean that you're creative. And a lot of people confuse being good musicians with not being creative. I mean, with being creative, if Man, you're playing somebody else's music anyway. If that's the case, your fingers are sampling. If you're reading sheet music, you didn't write it. And you're learning to play a piece. You're learning to play a piece. That's what every cat does when he samples. He's learning to play a piece. It's notes that's already on the page, and he's just doing what he wants to do with it. The same exact thing as a person that's reading notes off a page in, 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 in a book. If you didn't write it, you you pantomime it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That, that's what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're just repeating at least at least when the nigga sample goddamn he takes it to to levels where you you couldn't even understand like just the improvisation of it to make it something that hasn't never been heard before, period. Just from a, a point, sonic standpoint. Just the point that sampling is a thing that can be done. Like the 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 Originators of whatever music that you're taking it from, they never imagine to hear a phrase of their music repeated in this way because they used to just straight playing. Yeah. Yeah. Either from uh, either from some sheet music or a piece that they wrote or total improvisation. Well, the thing is, like, I guess, I guess at the end of the day. I think every I think every musician 
does do that when they're by themselves. They just play a note in their head over and over, over, and over. again in the loop until it's perfect in their brain. And, you know, that's like, even like when you branch out on making samples, like how you learn, like, you know, make sure that you increase the measures and all that type of stuff to where, you know, you might have fucking, that beat might break down four times before a loop, like four, not four times, but like fucking 16 times before a loop back around. You might make a 32 measure beat and that bitch could just do a whole bunch of crazy shit before it come back. You know what I'm saying? And, and you can do that. And, and damn, that should be just like, it'll sound like an orchestra if you do it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It sounds just like an orchestra if you do it right. And that's just something that a real orchestra can do, but they can't do it with one person. That's the whole thing. It's not, it's not that they... It's, it's not like I can't learn what to... It's not like I can't learn every single instrument in the world, but if I can be one instrument creating some shit and also, you know what I'm saying, be able to... to um, I mean utilize them if they want to like musicians are musicians man like I know a lot of niggas that know how to work equipment that suck at it bro like I like like damn you don't you don't just want to sell that shit for fifty dollars man you ain't doing shit with it man you know what I'm saying like I know <laughs> I mean like on some real shit I like how you said that because people think that's the end all be all to on their way to being a producer yeah, like you just that, bought you some know, equipment, Like you bought right? some equipment. You could buy, we could buy, both of us could have the same equipment. We're going to make something totally sounding different. Now, as for the third person, person number three, that sees what we doing and wants to get in on it, they, you know, they, I don't think people really get get a grasp of the technical side of it, you know. Just going back and forth between certain windows that you go, going back from the menu back and forth from the menu to the sequencer to the sampler and stuff and it's you know there's a lot of people that just, just do this like press the button one one time and well you yeah know. now what it really comes down to with that now you know, I, uh, yeah. it's real shit when when people when the the main reason why cats really really um especially with sampling or just sequencing in general like the main thing is is that as soon as they beats get on time and they start making sounds that sound good to their ears, they just continue on with that and that's good enough. They are they are now in bliss. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's it. And they just gonna keep on adding sounds until they can't add sounds no more, until the sounds don't sound correct no more. And you know, sometimes you get a dope beat out of that. If if especially if a homeboy come through and show them how to do some shit. And a lot of times you get the same old beat because all they know how all they know how to do is make that one type of beat because they just going to it's just like it's just like this man goddamn it's only it's only so many ways you can grab a bitch ass like you can grab her ass with one hand you can grab her with two, two hands. hands you know what I'm saying you can cup it from the bottom dog you know what I'm saying or you can cup it from straight from the back. Those the only ways they know how to fuck the beat up, dog. Is goddamn they even gonna catch you from the side, front, back, whatever. But they ain't never gonna find ways to goddamn say, man, I ain't even looking at that ass. I'm looking at the titties, I'm looking at the hell. The <laughs> they just they focused on one thing, and that's the only they gonna be able to do a lot of things with one thing, but not realize there's a whole fucking galaxy out out there of fucking goddamn ways to goddamn finesse some shit, ways to finesse some music, man, and. 
that's the thing that's the thing about samples I love the most, man, because when you go and listen to like some shit that you ain't never heard from different countries and shit, we talked about this the last time. Uh-huh. Man, it it just allows you to see music in such a crazy way, man. Like almost in a spiritual way, it puts you in some in in some good zones. And niggas need that shit in their life. I don't know what the fuck. Fuck y'all niggas got going, man. Uncoordinated, <laughs> uncoordinated on, on music thing, and and people underestimate. Since we still talk about sampling, people underestimate that. Uh, like we could take that. in we could take in so much music outside of rap. You know, you know, it's some people that's just stuck on rap sounding them the way that it does. But then you have people that like go go behind the curtain and see all the sleight of hand tricks. How see how it's made. And then there's people who don't who don't bypass the work. Man, niggas don't want to know how the sausage is made, bro. <laughs> they just want this shit to they, taste good. They don't know how. They don't want to know how that shit is made, dog. They just want the connectors, nigga. They don't want to know how the fuck the connectors is made. <laughs> I'm telling you, they don't because if they if they if they saw exactly what, like, just from an intellectual standpoint, man, where where the radio and media and shit like pushes the average music listener, man. Just from an intellectual standpoint. I'm not saying everything got to be the smartest shit in the world, but I really do goddamn be seeing, I really, really do see some shows where you could tell that the music director gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. The music is uplifting and or goddamn stylish and all that type of shit. And then you see the other ones and that shit is ridiculous, man. And those are the most popular ones. And it's just like, it's like listening to Ice T Colors, dog, every single night before you go to sleep. You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's stereotypical as fuck, is what I'm trying to say, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's stuff to sound like that. Yeah, that's dog. why it's that same thing. Like for real, for real. I'm talking about. I'm mainly talking about the beat, though, because that shit sound like. Oh, that, I'm that with you. That shit sound like NBA Jam about to come on and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stupid ass simps, man. I hate them shits, man. <laughs> when did that shit become hip hop, though? Man, you know what I'm talking about? The bow, the bow, That shit. When, when the fuck? When it's, when when Lil John started winning? No, no, no. He used it right though. Lil John used it right. Lil John phased it, but I, I'm think I'm thinking of some. I'm when, thinking of you some know when a sound shit. when a sound I think some Curtis Blow shit, dog. When, when when the sound when a certain sound comes in, you know everything be new to 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 rap producers and everything. Everything and they be, be new to rap. Yeah. yeah, once they once they grab an instrument or something like that, yeah. they drive it to the ground real yeah. quick. They gonna wear it out. How many how many times you heard that little sine wave, that little whiny thing in the background after Dr. Dre did it with the chronic? Yeah, yeah, for real. Everybody did it. You had to. Everybody did it. That shit went on. That shit went on through the 2000s and stuff. Nigga, that shit still happening. Yeah. It's still yeah. happening. It's still you you still going you still going to use the whistle depending depending on what type of beat you make. Depending on what type of beat. No, Once no. people found out what Little John was using, and they found out he was using like a, a little, uh, micro cog or or moog or something like that, that's when people went to like, yeah, we gonna we gonna take this, we gonna buy us a, uh, we gonna buy us a cog. We already got. Oh like, yeah, you you fuck around and become a millionaire in two days in guitar, <laughs> in guitar selling, nigga. Fresh out guitar selling. <laughs> 
fresh. I'm talking about fresh out of the Oh, this what he used, and then, yeah, yeah, and then it's like okay, two paychecks, two paychecks of guitar set, and nigga, you was the live producer on Earth. Dog. That's why I was saying a little while ago about um, when people like the sounds, the sounds of something of a certain era. What was going on? Like you had regular rap shit, and then you had like auto tune. And then you might have had something super emo over here and stuff, but just imagine you sitting not in there, sitting there, listening to all this, kind of like right behind each other. I mean, you could just watch an award show, and that could like dictate your taste or your 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 barometer for for things like that, as far as like music. Yeah, so that's that's what okay, so that that's a good segue to what we what we was also gonna talk about, man, which uh-huh. is which is how do we even rate artists? You know what I'm saying? Right. Because right. like there's there's a whole lot of artists out here there's a whole lot of artists out here, man, that really don't classify themselves as one way or the other anymore. No, they don't. They like the L L G B T Q artists, period. <laughs> they the alphabet boys, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they Whatever, whatever. You got your drill. You got your trap. You got um, you got your backpackers. You got your um, I don't know, man. You you, whatever those dudes is down down in Miami, man. Your old niggas. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Mm-hmm. They they got their own little clip out there, and you know what I'm saying. You got your simples and all that type of shit in in Texas. They still, but Texas is really really, I. Texas is one of the one of the, the greatest hip hop places in the world, man. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's really. just it's just so diverse, man. Just like Cali, so you can't never really, really you can't you can't call them for nothing but their neighborhoods. But yeah, man, I don't like the so, I, I don't like the whole hate that this whole entire state of Texas got when they broke through, and just on that point alone, what you said about uh, Texas being diverse. Yeah, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of music that the rest of the world has a heard come out of Texas. They just heard what they heard when like it was Mike Jones, it was Chameleon Air. Man, super diverse. You gotta think about Texas, man. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't don't really want to. You gotta either go down there or understand or understand economic wisdom of the United States to really really get it. Texas make some of the most money in the United States. So anytime money is flowing hot and heavy through a place, it's going to be diverse. Because mm-hmm. money attract people. Period, yeah. point blank. Yes, Goddamn. You know right, what I'm saying? You're right about that. Money attract people. So I know a lot of friends who work in Houston. So if, if, goddamn, so that if there's money there, people going to be there and they're going to be there from everywhere. You know what I'm saying? That's the same reason why you can go to Alaska and meet a nigga from Mobile. Like, where you from, man? Shit, I'm from Mobile. You went to the flow? Yeah, I went to the flow, nigga. Blah, blah. He's like, nigga, we in Alaska. Yeah, nigga, shit. You know what the fucking damn codfish season or some shit like that? You know what I'm saying? And so, niggas gravitate towards money at, and Texas is just one of the places where the money at. You know what I'm saying? Just like Atlanta is a place for black education. Mm-hmm. And so is D.C., another yeah. place for black education. So, that's why, like, people talk about Atlanta's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But Atlanta, the reason why Atlanta's so diverse is because of what I would call, they call HBCUs, I call them the Black Ivy League schools. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, that, that's that, that's the reason why people really, really move to Atlanta to go to, you know, 
I mean, I know Emory ain't a real HBCU, but that's a great school. It's right in the heart and middle of Atlanta. A lot of, lot of, you know what I'm saying? Emory and, you know what I'm saying? Spelman and Clark and all that type of shit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the reason why I think about all the people that's just going to come from Canada and come from this blah, blah, black folks that just identify with, with the culture that's going to come to the school. So, yeah, nigga, rap going to be live as fuck, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? That shit gonna be live as fuck. It's gonna reflect what's there. It's gonna reflect what's there, bro. Mm-hmm. It's gonna reflect mm-hmm. what's there. Alright. We can close this segment off. This was a terrific first segment, man. <laughs> I'm interested in what I'm interested in what's gonna come with the second one, man. Man, dude, indeed. Alright, there's a sickness. Alright. Back to the second segment. Man. Say what you just said again about that clout chase. Oh, oh yeah. The definition of clout chasing to me is just basically wanting to be accepted by somebody that you look up to so bad. That's that's all it is. Like you look up to them and you feel like you ain't going to be shit until that person tells you that, that you the shit. So you get vindicated for being the shit. So you go out your way to be better or as good as the person that you look up to. That's chasing clout. Other than that, you wouldn't have to chase no clout because you already said to yourself, like, yo, man, I'm the shit. What the fuck am I chasing? And you wouldn't even think that way. Okay. Um, I agree with that. Um, I'm tired of people doing lists. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm tired of people doing and especially in rap, because it gives me... It gives me the vibe that you don't like the music and you just putting folks on the list as status, you know. True enough, we all don't listen to the same things. We have different uh we have different a different range of a discipline. Yeah, yeah. You know, um we have a wide range of music that we listen to, not just rap, but when 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 we in our rap bag. Yeah. Everybody has a specific feel. Like you have folks that are like long time fans of Nas, Lil Wayne, Jay Z, um, 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 whomever else, uh, Eminem, Conway, uh, Beans, Freeway, Ross. Yeah, so I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, Rick Ross and, and folks like that. But should everybody do a list? Cause a lot of people, a lot of times to me, people make lists of their favorite rappers, and it's nothing bad about making a list of your favorite rappers. But when it comes to like public consumption, social media, you know, you put it out there, everybody's gonna have like you know a different, you know, some people, some people jump on your post just to be contrarian or yeah, whatnot. Exactly. That's and what I think it's for. That's what I think it's for, D-Rock. And then people, okay, now, when people, because this has happened here, we didn't seen it, we didn't seen it be degrading to where it's like, you list people that's in your city. Like, you seen that list of mobile rappers, the top 10 of mobile rappers, and then it's like, you know, don't suspect to a few folks, I don't, I don't want to kick up no dust here, but Folks will put somebody on the list that hadn't done a record in 10 years, you know what I'm saying? Well, that's the whole point, though. 
that's that's the reason why regional regionalists I I put I put it to you like this. Like when it comes to them lists, if you wanna make a list, which is which is odd to me in the first place, but it's it's you know what I'm saying, it's just it's it's something that, that somebody can do just just for the fuck of it. If you wanna make a list, you gotta treat it like you treat boxing, right? People should be in different classes. Like you can't just say that this person is this is this that and the other blah blah. You have to see what you're really judging somebody off of, and the reason why I say that is because, like most people, really really only like move towards rappers that they identify with. So, if you live in a certain place, you always gonna say that this person is on that list. He he number five blah blah, blah. or that person on that list. He number this. He number that. But. I think people really, really just do it because they actually do. I think it's a great thing for hip hop in a certain way because I think it actually made people actually study the MCs and ha- actually have to defend their art. But when they're not defending the art and they start really, really just talking about how many hits they had or how much money they make, then that's that's some bullshit. That shit just sound dumb to me because, like, I mean, nobody is saying that. MC Hammer's a better rapper than Nas, or nobody's saying that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, goddamn, uh, fucking Vanilla Ice is a better rapper than Shaheem or Genius from Wu-Tang Clan or whatever, whatever. Yep. I'm pretty sure, goddamn, you know, and as far as, as far as, um, solo album sales, Vanilla Ice did a whole lot better than Jizza, or even, probably, probably even only built for Cuban Links, to be honest with you, you know what I'm saying, just in the first week with that bullshit. And, um, who, who the fuck was that back door. You get that on? Yeah, so, I mean, I don't think I just oh, based it off of that. Who that? Uh, oh, Hassan. Okay, y'all still film. Okay. Yeah, we no, can, we come on in. Come on, man. Step on in, Hassan, man. Hassan the God, man. Yo, what's happening, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, come be back my 15 minutes, nigga. All right. All right. All right. Got you. Okay. For sure. Man, so... Where was I at though? Back, back to what we were saying. The list. The uh, list, yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Like uh-huh. how 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 a rapper. Some people could gravitate to a certain rapper yeah. because that's what they like. That's just what that's just what they like, man. Then it's preference. Then it's completely preference, and I think I think people just like like to be able to, and that that's why that's why I was bringing up the like you know the artists who. When it's one thing when you're talking about skill and you're talking about certain stuff that's like comparing basketball players based off of rings based based off of rings instead of based off of scoring championships or this or that or whatever whatever or just the just the eye test of like like enjoying watching them play it's some rappers I like that's the best rappers in the world because I just enjoy listening to their music I really don't give a fuck what's going on as far as who thinks they're the best rapper or not, or this, that, and the other, whether they better than who or better than what, because I done heard some silly-ass raps from Lil Wayne. I done heard some straight-up insane raps from Lil Wayne that, that just that blew my mind. Uh-huh. And I think rappers do that all the time. I mean, I know I have, and I, I think sometimes we phone it in just because we might be loaded or we might just not give a fuck because we did four songs that day. You know what I'm saying? I know we do all that. But top five, dead or alive or whatever, whatever, man, shit. All these niggas rapping around here, there's no way you can gauge that shit. I don't think you can. That's no way you can gauge it. That's the realistic look at it. And 
I seen somebody say this online a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the greatest, the greatest of all time. How you gonna, how you gonna have somebody ask the greatest of all time when time has it ended? Exactly. Right like, now, I can see. You have to write that shit on your casket when they bury you. Like you literally. You 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 literally have to you literally will goddamn have to be like dying, and while you're dying, like on chemo or some shit, and just get get a tattoo while on what's the name, and just be like, L Cool J was the greatest of all time. time. And then you die, and yes, you die believing that shit, nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Nobody else had to believe it. You die believing that shit, and and that's that's fucking it, and that's the only way because like, like. I mean, my my one of my favorite rappers of all times is Black Thought, right? Yeah. If if I was from Philly and that nigga was my my brother's best friend or something like that, I would call that nigga the goat. I would say he's the greatest of all time because I never heard anybody rap as live as he fucking do. But I could say that that nigga's my favorite rapper, right? But if I call him the greatest of all times, that means that I got something like tied into him. As far as like something, something goddamn like an emotional tie. I was about to say it's, it's emotional value. It's, yeah, it's, emo- it's emotional value to it. So I could say he the greatest of all times in my mind. I haven't. I think every I think every dude has I think every dude has has that, but it's hard for rap. I think it's harder for rappers because if if you really if you really really damn look into like the creative process you're always going to be saying to yourself I want to be the greatest of all time that's what you're always going to be saying to yourself so to believe that shit about somebody else means that that's somebody that you look up to and so if it's somebody you look up to then yeah they'll be your greatest of all time but I still think it's a I still think that shit is 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 real arbitrary though yeah because okay using your example what you just said of course, a person from Philly would say that Black Dog is the greatest. They are from Philly. They are a fan of the roots. They are a fan of him. You know, same as with, same as with Lil Wayne. If it, you if you ain't from Holly Grove, now nah, I didn't heard this. You from the tri-state area, man? You fuck with Wayne anywhere from Atlanta to Florida to Alabama, no, the quad the quad state area. The quad man. state area. The quad state area, dog. <laughs> Any anywhere from from this in the southeast, man, you they'll debate Lil Wayne all over the place. They, they Lil Wayne loved around the world, yeah. But Lil Wayne is the goat from Atlanta to New Orleans to East to East Texas, parts of Florida too. Part and part well in Miami, yeah, in Miami, yeah, bro. yeah, you know yeah. Because 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 of, of that because of the connection. Yeah, because of the connection, he didn't. He didn't did records in all is, those areas. You see, he is the goat. He run the southeast, bro. Right. He run the southeast. He run the southeast like a motherfucker. Same way, goddamn. Um, like I'm saying, like it's it's, it's goddamn. It's is is. I'm gonna say this. So, the goat is depicted by. Region, like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a regional thing. It's a regional thing. Yeah, because too short, run too too short in E forty. You can pick which one you want, but that's the bay. Right. 
Yes. Right? Yeah. That's the bay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when they go for South Central, all that all that type of shit, Compton, all that type of shit, that's 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 ice cube, man. Yeah. I mean for so many people, it's ice cube or easy E. It's NWA maybe as a group. Mm-hmm. They they represented the area. They they the greatest of all time to rep their area, just like Run DMC the greatest of all time to rep Queens. Queens. Besides L Cool J. But they, they put it on they put on Nas took it to the next level. They established a tradition. Yeah, they established a, a y'all, tradition y'all. of of M, of MCs from a certain from a certain place. So the ones who established the traditions are the, the traditions are the greatest of all times. Just like Bill Russell is the you can't take all the rings off his fingers, bro. Yeah. You can't sit there and just talk about Jordan and talk about all them dudes just because y'all had color TV at that time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That nigga was out there hooping his ass off, winning ring after ring after ring after ring after ring, when niggas had to get their ass whooped and get bit by dogs to go see fucking basketball games and shit, dog. And you know my thought about this? I don't think I've ever shared it with anyone, but you know, just like on that you said, on just on that note, with Bill Russell and him hooping how he did, people don't ever. People don't ever look at the opponent. No. Like, how many times have you heard the Utah Jazz being seen in a brighter light than them being the Western Conference champions that faced the Chicago Bulls they always, in the they, 97 they and the 98 they finals? They always that. Yeah. They always that. And Nothing else, though. They lost. Bruh. But, and, them niggas, and that team had Hall of Famers on it. Yes, and and this is the thing. I had a conversation the other day about that actually that actually translates well into this and to what we're talking about with the top five because there's no other there's no other other sport in in the world that ranks more than boxing the same way that that we rank uh, rappers and shit. Right, boxing is ranking is the same exact way. It's completely arbitrary because, but. The person that takes the less L's is automatically always high in the rankings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, somebody told me that Tyson didn't have no real opponents. I said, <laughs> like, Tyson knocked all them dudes out. They wasn't no real opponents. That was funny. That's funny. The reason why that shit is so funny is because this is what a lot of folks don't pay attention to. Just cause somebody makes somebody look like they not a real opponent, all them dudes was top notch. Yeah. Until they fought dudes, against him, dudes that had like maybe one or two losses. Going they was into beating the fight. each other, nigga. If Tyson never showed up, they would just be around there beating the shit out of each other, bro. You know what I'm saying? They just would have been beating the shit out of each other. You just would have been watching boxing. They would have been beating the shit out of each other. They was all top notch talents. Tyson just was better. You know what I'm saying? He just was better, and. And so, like, I think that some people will say, and I, I take, I take, like, Tyson taking a loss to Buster Douglas. I'll, I'll, I'll make that synonymous with, like, one of your favorite rappers and shit making a whack ass album. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, yeah, nigga, have been killing it the whole entire time, and then Did finally, the whole approach. finally, he, he, finally, he dropped some bullshit. Yeah. Like he phoned it in. Yeah. Like nigga done got too much money. Yeah. Got fat and all that type of he shit. Got lazy. He got lazy and you mm-hmm. and, and you can feel that shit. But man, everything that he's already done, 
is so fucking great that you don't even everything he's done is so fantastic that you can say man you know what that nigga need a day off that's what say you great that when when a nigga give you a day off when your fans give you a day off like man this nigga gave us too much already dog R. Kelly, nigga, is okay. You know, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> like most people still believe this nigga don't deserve to be in jail, dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, cause they know this nigga, dog. <laughs> Music was phenomenal, man. <laughs> Bitches want to go to R. Kelly concerts right now. Still do. Yes. Still they, do. Yes, they like. They, they all making posts. Remember, it was it was some talk about maybe last month about. They gonna let R. Kelly out of jail to do like an album or so, or do like a concert. That's so, what R. Kelly is the goat. How about that? Yeah, that's what R. Kelly is the fucking goat. Folks want to give it to goddamn Usher, Chris Brown, and some random ass shit like that. It's R. Kelly, man. Okay, <laughs> if you can piss on bitches, goddamn, make some of the flyest goddamn R. B. tunes ever known to man, and make old women do the damn slide dances and all that type of shit. Then yeah. make Chicago slide music. Yeah. And goddamn, make some hip hop shit. Then make do a song. Then do a whole album with Jay Z, and then kidnap some hoes and lock them in the mansion. And goddamn, I don't know how long you kept that shit going. Goddamn, <laughs> <laughs> clearly it was over over half a decade. He had that shit popping in that damn mansion. <laughs> Man, listen, that nigga's the goat. Okay, with the good and the bad, he's with the, the goat, dog. Man, yes, dog. R. Kelly Epstein, dog. That nigga, <laughs> that nigga with the goat, bro. Yo, still is. Yo, this man did. This man did twelve play. That what I'm saying. And did the Space Jam soundtrack. And did the Space Jam soundtrack. <laughs> and he believed he could fly all the same time. He could fly. This man dropped masterpiece albums every other year. No, the Navy was flying goddamn Blue Angels across Pensacola to that damn song, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> all, all this time, if a chick locked in his damn basement, and the whole point I'm trying to say to you is, she wanted to be there. Her mama, her mama dropped off there. You know what? Before we even get that deep <laughs> off into it, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot after them. Uh, it was a lot to snack on after those, uh, uh, what's that, Saving R. Kelly or something? Man, yeah. su- surviving, R. surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. I haven't seen so many family members come out and just be on camera and speak their piece. And, Bruh, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you don't think, if you don't think that either VH1 or the E Challenge is gonna make a whole reality show about bitches who've been fucked by R. Kelly. You are wrong, nigga. No, they, no. It, I thought it'd been happen. Man, listen. I'll put it to you like this. I thought it would have happened when 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 Dave Chappelle's show was on and he did the uh I'm gonna I'm gonna piss on you uh bruh, I've seen listen man, I'm not a young man anymore. I am not a teenager man. And I'm telling you right now, bro. I have seen every single special victims unit goddamn episode. episode yeah. <laughs> and out of all the out of all the shit, what's up, Dick Wolf? Shout out to Dick Wolf, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> out of all the episodes I've seen, man, they all go it's a procedural show. It's good. that's why it's called a procedural yeah, show. Uh, police Cause, procedural. Yes, because you can actually learn shit from watching it. 
So, man, most rape victims don't like to be on camera, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. These girls got their lashes done and shit. They still got clothes R. Kelly bought them on. You know what I'm saying? Man. And I'm feeling like maybe, yeah, man. some of y'all were taking advantage of. I, I feel, I feel that. I feel that. And I hope, I hope that y'all feel better about that. Um, but I'm gonna just be real with you. I don't feel like y'all was not not having fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, to be honest on, with come you. Come on, man. I, I mean, I mean, always, if they, I'm just telling you right now, bro. There's always a calm before you get in deep. Bro, I'm telling you right now, G. Situation. I'm yeah. telling you right now, G. If I'm taking advantage of, man, and the camera show up, dog, they finna blur my face. Ain't nobody about to know what happened to me, who I was, what I'm doing. I want to move on with my life. What is that? That was something. Okay. Yeah, but <laughs> you said wait. You said squirrel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is a squirrel. <laughs> a squirrel or a rat? I'm not really that one, sure. yeah, yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, you know, rat. Might be a rat. Damn, springtime and got down the swamp. Man, <laughs> shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> suck, man. But let's get back to. These lists and things about people. Okay, okay, yeah. people with like, their. We did, uh, we did. Go, I did go on yeah, the tangent. Yeah, we, we about go on the tangent about R. Kelly, man. Um, it had to be said though, man. People try to use this as you know a baseless claim, especially where I be at on, on Twitter, where you have various accounts talk about hip hop and hip hop history and stuff. And I've been seeing for a long time that people could only tell the story from their standpoint. Yeah. It's a lot of OGs on there, too. They've been around, though. They've been around and in really in the culture. Yeah, because they see, they, like, just imagine a cat that might have grew up in New York, right? Yeah. But then, like, got into the military or knew somebody grew up down south, like their grandma or somebody came down here and then go over here to the West Coast and actually been all these places. Yes, yes. Hey. I, I feel like you just have a misconstrued idea of what hip hop is if you haven't been to the to the most places that actually enjoy it. Yeah. You it's hard be. it's it's hard for you to say what's what's good and what's not if you don't if you only enjoy what you enjoy because you haven't been 'cause because you ever have somebody try to get you to listen to some music and you like is this nigga gonna is he picking a lock? <laughs> <laughs> I heard some metal shit, bro. <laughs> So anyway, it's that locking you, <laughs> man. No, but <laughs> it sounds like he's in a room, man. I think so too, man. But back to what we were saying. <laughs> what was you saying? Um, go ahead, about people, about uh people. Oh, without without traveling shit. Yeah, like, without, yeah, without really, really around. loving hip hop without traveling, and yeah. I'm talking about outside outside of concert shows. Yeah, yeah, you been to you been to see Jay Z or Nas or somebody with Lil Wayne in concert or something, but where? Where, where, where did you go to a park 
or you know a little festival that your that your city or another city that you go frequent to holds where it's like more than it's more than five or six acts that are going in on stage. Someone that's like kind of like not from your town, not from your city. Somebody that you know. But I mean, like in in all honesty, like like really really um finding something new and becoming a fan. Becoming becoming one of the new fans, like yeah. Everybody always you know want to. Everybody always thinks about supporting artists and all that type of stuff, and and think about how how they get to a certain place of affluence and all that type of stuff, man. But it's nothing wrong with you being the first fan. It ain't shit wrong with that. If you like music and you love music, it's nothing wrong with you being the first fan. You don't always have to be the second fan. You always have to wait till somebody tell you that somebody dope just to just to realize they dope. You know what I mean? They hand you a CD and you listen to it and that shit happened to be fucking dope. You keep listening to that shit and you tell other people, man, man, you ever heard this? And you do what you do with a person who wants somebody else to hear some dope music to hear. Once again, stop chasing the clout. Stop stop saying that I'm, you know, this shit live because I know this nigga and this, that, and the other. No, you ain't got to be on that type of time. It's just like, yo, this some dope-ass music, man. Listen to this shit. You might like it, you might not, but listen to it. But I know I'm going to keep listening to it because that's the whole reason why I'm trying to put you on the shit because I like it. And sometimes you got to be the first fan. That's all I'm trying to say, bro. Sometimes you got to be. Yeah, you got to be the person to like intake stuff and put somebody else on it, especially when it's dope. That's the, <laughs> that dude is working back there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking rat, though. Yeah, that is. <laughs> Man, goddamn it. That bag got that movie. Can you get in my bag? <laughs> oh, shit. No, nah, that wasn't that one your shirt. This is terrible, man. <laughs> We got caught up. I mean, we got some poison down the shit, man. But oh well, you eventually get into it. Right now, you just found the found the spot. Did he quiet the fuck down? He probably I don't know. Man, goddamn. What? He got some. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he he want to be on the podcast, man. <laughs> but yeah, me, the whole list thing is annoying, especially when folks put folks on that. Their top ten list consists of people that have. Been just pe- folks from the past ten years. Yeah, exactly. As if, as if, dog. That's the most. How many? Part. How many albums? How many albums that you know that that you bought ten years ago that you still really, really, really haven't listened to hard, hard? Even though it might be one of your favorite albums that you really Ooh. like, but you still ain't got all the way into it yet. Because I know I got plenty. That I, I just like I don't know every song by heart yet. Oh, okay. You talking about like that? Yeah, to where you like in like into it so much that you can recite every song. In the past ten years, how many? Ooh, ain't been that many. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying it takes you way longer than ten years to form a real strong bond with an artist, bro. You right? Especially with artists that's dedicated to come out with another album after they drop one. I mean, like, even after then, it's like, 
like a person could a, a rapper could drop one album and um it might not it might not hit me the way it's supposed to hit me till I get to a certain point in my life and it hit me in a different way. It was meant for that moment and all that type of shit. That that's what that album's for, that moment in my life. If it wasn't for that moment when it came out, I was probably feeling a different type of way. I might have been I might have been more let's say let's say I'm I'm in a new relationship and I'm just more carefree and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm carefree as fuck, so I'm mm-hmm. just listening to whatever she wanna listen to. So it's a lot of scissor on the radio and shit and it's, it's a lot of goddamn old school Isley brothers playing and shit. It's just a whole bunch of that type of shit. And me and her fall out. Sorry, man, it's probably gonna be like some ASAP Ferg and Nas and, and, and goddamn Jada Kiss and, and goddamn Griselda playing and Freddie Gibbs playing. It's gonna be a lot of that. It's gonna be a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? And so like but like I just got on Freddie Gibbs last year when he won the Grammy. The year before that when he won the Grammy. That's or when he was nominated he for was the nominated Grammy. He was nominated for one, yeah. He was nominated yeah, yeah. for the Grammy. That's when I got on Freddie Gibbs and everybody was talking about him fucking but I never listened to his shit. Cause I just figured he he he'll hit my radar when he hit my radar. And then I saw him on um NPR. The Tiny Desk concert. I saw the Tiny Desk concert and yeah. I said, Whoa. I said, man, shit, I've been sleeping. Then I went back and listened to all, like, a shit, shit with Alchemist and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. And, um, shit with Mad Libs. And, and, like, so, when you get co-signed from those type of people, man, you got to respect that shit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, you do. I I was well well. I I, I wouldn't consider myself rare, but yeah. Fred Gibbs been Gibbs been on my radar for a minute. Like people tend to listen to him in like two states. Um all his regular gangster Gibbs stuff and then there's the stuff he does for Mad Lib on the uh Piyata. And bandana, you know. So yeah. just imagine people who just listen to the old bandana or pinata, and don't listen to Gibbs, other stuff. Yeah, yeah, they miss out. On, they miss out a lot on him. Yeah, and, then, that, and that's the whole point. They, so, like, think about how much shit that we actually missing out on just from just from the simple fact that, you know, shit, you don't, you. Basically, it ain't played on the radio, and he ain't he ain't featured on your He's favorite rapper song. He's not featured on your favorite rapper song. Yeah, or R and B singer song. Or R and B singer song. You know what I mean? And um, but Would that's you? cool though. But good, I, I mean, that's what I always expected. I mean, that's what I want. I I want to be the nigga that's that's riding through the hood or just chilling, man, listening to some shit that ain't on the damn radio. Cause the radio, I mean, what has what has it done for you lately? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. w- what the fuck has radio done? The radio ain't really, really done shit. Like, I literally, man... It's I 2023. Li- they still playing from a playlist. Bruh, I literally went and cashed a check with a song playing, came back out. Goddamn, 30 minutes later, because I had to get some stuff in the grocery store, and the same song was playing, man. It had came on twice in yeah, 15 minutes. It came on minutes. twice. In 15 minutes, bro. Yeah. Wasn't the fuck, man. The most popular. And it used to be 
a time to where it's like a radio station could if you play rap, it wouldn't be more no more than two rap songs in an hour time. Bruh. Rap R and B has replaced rap completely, so it really doesn't matter because there's there's really no significance between between the both. Drake. It's the commercial aspect of it. Dog, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, bro, Drake is like the goddamn Drake is like what Gatorade did to water. You know what is good for you and shit, man, but to be honest with you... Gatorade was sick of running behind. If you could just get some water with flavor and still not the some shit you'd rather be drinking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at least it got flavor. Drake is the Gatorade of rap, dog. The nigga's sometimes refreshing. Not really, really better than the essence. He's a fountain drink. Like I said, he ain't better than the essence. Sometimes refreshing. But at the same time, you would rather something with a little bit more substance, dog. For real, for real. I still take red wine over goddamn Gatorade. <laughs> Man, nah, but I'm just fucking around. But nah, I like, like for the, uh, speaking of Drake, like when folks put Drake like in the top five and all that type of stuff, that's just clout. Like at the end of the day, that's just a clout. If Drake in the top five, man, then then you is in top you five. Got, of you got to put sell records. No, but then you got to put Cool J up in there. You feel what I'm saying? And people like love I mean, comparing Drake and Cool J, and really don't understand the appeal of LL Cool J. Man, the thing the thing instead of trying to stamp Drake cool, ain't Drake ain't did shit that LL Cool J ain't done. Ain't bro. done. Not a damn thing, bro. I've had many times where I was like, well, what's so special about him? Like, you know, Drake is somebody to be. I figured his whole game out as far as, like, with, nah, with I like, rap. And the thing is... You, you, you corner you corner the, 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 the women listeners. Just like Cool J by did. By making it, yeah, yeah. Just like Cool J did, man. That's a format he made. You know what I'm saying? Just like Cool J did. And he is still using. And, and, that, and, that's, and that's what you're supposed... That's what you're talking... I mean, like... This nigga's yeah. records. <laughs> this nigga rummaging through shit. <laughs> this nigga just ate an Eddie, Eddie Kendrick's records or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I won't see him. <laughs> well, go, go continue. Hey, anyway, yeah. bro. But yeah, man. Drake basically. Nah, he corners the market on that. And he de- he deserves to because, like, at the end of the day, somebody got to do it, man. I mean, like, everybody need to hear serious shit all the time. Like, Drake don't be talking about shit. And, but he got a dope flow and he has, like, he has a, he has a dope flow and he has lines that actually do make sense. They just don't correspond with any sense that he's trying to make to spread any sort of idea whatsoever. But... He do have some songs where he just merks that shit, man. You know what I mean? So I, I give him that. Yeah. But um, that he needed, he needed, man, he needed, man. Like Drake needed one hundred percent, just like, just like Wu Tang was needed. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um. So, but would I put Drake in my top five or whatever, whatever? Of course I would if I was from Toronto or if I was a chick or if I was light skinned, right? Like if 
depending on what my demographic is, Drake will correspond with my demographic 100%, man. Nas is in my top five because I'm a brown-skinned nigga from Queens who likes to rap about Queen shit. Of course, I'm going to like... I, I like Noriega, too. You know what I'm saying? I, say, I mean, like, I, that's, that's who I fuck with because that's who I identify with. So, I mean, like... She like begging for pussy. Yeah, Drake will probably be one of your favorite rappers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, for real, for real. I've never seen a nigga with that much money goddamn be a pimp and beg for pussy all at the same time. Right. It's, it's, but you got to do that because make it last forever, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You got to sell it. You got to sell it. You know well, a nigga ain't begging for no pussy, but you got to sell it, man. And uh, yeah, I mean, women love that shit. And we we do you know what next time next time we need we need to circle back on that dog like on some for real shit. What's that? The reverse psychology, man, of selling sex through music. Oh man, it's all built in. It's all built in. Yeah, we gonna we gonna discuss that. With man, man, let's make that the next the episode. It? Now you looking over. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to make that the subject uh, of future episodes. Yeah. What what gets me about when folks bring up Drake, they bring up Toronto. But it's like, to the public, nobody ever came out of Toronto pre-Drake. There's a whole Toronto history of hip-hop before, yeah. before so, that, Toronto man. black as fuck, right? So let's just... Let's West just Indians are there, yeah. yeah. Toronto black as fuck. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and that that's when my pop... My, my pops first moved to Canada, man, when he left Trinidad. You know what I'm saying? And that's the first place he was. He was in Montreal. But Montreal, Toronto, all of that, like a big West Indian, um, Caribbean... Co- community. community. Just a very, very large, you know... Very, very large community. And wherever there's West Indians, man, there's hip-hop to be made somewhere, somehow, some way, bro. Yeah. That's just the bottom line. And the re- the main reason why that is is because, for some reason, West Indians are a little bit more closer to their the rhythmic roots than the Americans were. Americans were more closely to their harmonic roots. They knew how to play instruments. They knew how to sing. They knew how to sing and play instruments, pianos, all that type of shit. Motherfuckers in them islands, man, be the drum like nobody's fucking business, bro. So if you want to know about percussion, the percussion comes from the islanders, man. It comes from those them folks that come really, really close from African roots, like straight from the African roots, man. That's, that's where it comes from. That's why... That's why the cats and um whether they identify as black or not, man. That's why cats like the Fania All Stars and all them cats from from South America and all that type of shit play the Congo like nobody's business. You know what I'm saying? And why the Mexican cats play the play damn percussion like nobody's business because that's that's African shit 100. percent Yeah, yeah. Black folks in America were trained to play instruments to to goddamn to make white folks happy. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. talk. You know what I'm saying? Little whatever her name Suzanne will come down and come get you and take you to a little room and teach you how to play the bugle because that's what you're supposed to do or whatever. whatever. Or somebody else will come and teach you how to play the piano. Or somebody else will come and teach you how to play the lute. 
Wasn't even called a guitar then. It was called a motherfucking loop. Motherfuckers, yeah. <laughs> nigga know shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Teach you how to play loot or the banjo. And you would do that so you can play that shit when they had their parties and shit. And that's why niggas... That's why every nigga that go to church know how to play a fucking instrument. Because y'all played the music for them fucking goddamn... Um, for them slave owners, man, at they, at, at they revivals and they church shit and all that type of shit. Y'all played the music. And that's how niggas know how to play stuff down here and they be like he's self-taught every time you see somebody and they say he's self-taught that he always from the south he's self-taught he ain't self-taught man that shit in his DNA it's, in, it's just in his DNA man to play to play a, a goddamn instrument bro just like it's in your DNA to read how hard was it you learn how to read d it wasn't that hard was it nah it wasn't like you kinda just took on to it like a duck to water at yeah, some point right yeah. Yeah, playing instruments and, and all that type of shit kind of goes the same way. Just play with that shit enough. You're like, oh, shit, I know what I'm doing. So just like you understand a word, you understand a chord. And that that's the difference between how we see music in, um, as far as uh, in the North and all that type of shit and see music in the South. Yeah. But... When I say the North and the South, I mean as far as see music dealing with West Indians versus seeing music dealing with Southerners. Yeah. Because Southerners are really, really into chords and music and, and wonderful sounds and all that type of shit. That, that's the way we learn how to do yeah. do that part. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's all it's a structure too. Y'all want horns, y'all want all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all want well, y'all want everything, you know what I'm saying? That's why and all that went up that went up north and that's the Philadelphia sound right there. When you put both of those together, bruh, you put percussion and you put you get man shit. You get Barry White, you get goddamn the Philadelphia sound, you get that's what you get. That's what you get. That's what you get, bruh. For real, for real. That was soul music. Northern soul was just saying southern motherfuckers fucking with northern niggas. That's basically what it was saying, bruh. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's shit. But everybody was, I mean, every nigga, every nigga, and, and, well, shit, we'll we'll talk, we'll talk about yeah, that yeah, some other yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, but but every nigga in America's from the south, by the way. Right, don't say it. Um, <laughs> the list, because I know you called me. You All called right. me. This is really your subject. This was yeah, my yeah, subject. Yeah, this yeah. is really your subject right here. So like, okay. yo, uh, yo, closing words with the with the whole list thing. Okay, alright Yeah, this was, this was my subject Because I was just sitting here thinking about I was sitting there thinking about it And I said, let me tell D-Rock And my closing words about um, The list I feel like at the end of the day If you're a rapper You should always be number one on your own list If You have somebody that really speaks to you And you say that they the GOAT They're the greatest of all times They're just the greatest of all times for you You don't got no reason to argue with nobody About who the greatest of all times Because nine times out of ten they greatest of all times is just somebody that really, really made them feel good and that that they enjoy. So we know that's all bullshit because somebody really thinks Silk is the greatest of all time. Silk the shocker. Yeah, they really think so. And that's good. That's happy for them. But we, come on. You know that's a mean? true statement, though. Yeah. There's somebody I mean? out here that... that it's so, it's yeah. somebody that believes that, man. There are people who are still no-limit soldiers out here. Man. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's people that believe that. So, like, there is, there is no top five... The top five of the people that you really, really can say made hip-hop better every step of the way. If you can name those people that made hip-hop better every step of the way based off of innovation, 
based off cultivation and based off of showing folks how to actually live a great life through through the structure of of the tenets of hip hop, then I would love to see those people on the list. Everybody else is just some folks that you like to listen to, man, based off of whatever your fucking mood is. And stop being contrarian when someone tells you that Biz Marquis is their favorite rapper. Exactly. Everybody everybody gets into comparing when with the notes. I put out a, a list of 30 MCs that made me want to rap. And Nas is in my top five on that one. The context, I gave you a list and I gave you context. And that was the only list I did. I put everybody, I, I pretty much put everybody that I listened to, at least I own their albums, you know. There's people out here who put people on list and don't even own, you got, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. You got people on here putting people that they don't listen to on there. Like, why I look like putting Machine Gun Kelly on my top five. <laughs> top five comedic attempts at rap. <laughs> Man. Top five, top fives and top tens really, really shouldn't exist because I don't believe that you should do anything. I don't think I don't think you should do anything with with a with an odd number. And I think all that should have just meant. I think all that should have just meant for folks to to have something to talk about. That's why I said it's, it's good. Really, really, it's really, really good. But it kind of feeds into it feeds into the fact that people really, really love to don't really love to debate as much as they love to prove a point. And if it, 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 that might sound like an oxymoron, but I'm just saying, like, they don't really want to debate because they've already made up their mind. They just want to prove their point and just, like, walk off, like, walk off, like, close the door behind them and shit. Like, bitch, throw, it, throw some deuces up or some middle fingers and walk out the door. Because anytime you got a, a fucking odd number, which is five. Uh-huh. There's literally no equality in this situation right here. And the reason why there's no equality in this situation is because no one ever, ever says, like, what the, how how do they judge or what what they judge. Nobody ever says that shit. They just be like... It's because they like it. They just be like, that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's my man. That's my... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't argue with me. Don't debate me. And it's like, that that's, that's a whole lot... Of where you, you know that shit, that, that shit. That shit basically is no different than goddamn a fucking sweet potato, a sweet potato pie contest and a goddamn family reunion, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It it ain't no goddamn different. Okay, it's, it's four parts of y'all family. We know this shit. It's four sweet potato pies up there, and it's a blind challenge. All right. All right. What's the fucking difference when you walk up there eat sweet potato pie? You are gonna be like, oh man, this one right here got marshmallows in, but I'm diabetic, so I don't need this. They was and, all made the same way, but with different people. Exactly. Yeah. Bro. You know what I mean? A and, family member from each family made. Yeah, each but pie. somebody fucked they. But but somebody. somebody yeah, somebody we talked about up. that the other day. Somebody somebody cheated. They either cheated or, or replaced an ingredient. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck shit up, dog. Or they made, they might have worked it backwards. Listen, bro. The method's different. Listen, man, they might have reverse out, which comes up in the end product. They reverse engineered a fucking goddamn sweet potato pie, and that's some bullshit, okay? <laughs> and goddamn, man, at the end of the day, that's what that shit is like. It's like judging something and you love everybody. It's like, how can you judge something and you love everybody, man? You know what I mean? So, like, 
I, 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 I real deal love like maybe 40, 50% of most niggas' albums, dog. I don't love all of them shits. Some of them shits whack. Yeah, or they, yeah, they don't do it. Or they don't do it for me. Yeah. So you don't get ghost status with me. There ain't no ghost status with me unless they you ain't done nothing whack. Period. And there's people that Period. have been. That's another thing I wanted to say before I end. John almost lost his lost his ghost status and damn it, the dub zeros. Right after that. I was like, I was never buying another pair of jars again after the dub zeros, nigga. So he went, <laughs> he went from one to twenty, nigga. The first retros, you know. <laughs> and nigga went from one to twenty, man. Some rappers just can go from one to twenty and never make a mistake, and that'll make you the goat. But if you go from one to two, and then you fuck up on three and four, and this, that, and the other, and then you come back on five and six, and then you do this, you do that, you man, you. Just a talented young brother, man. I respect you and I love you, man. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. You're not the greatest of all time. Goddamn. And I and I realize, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be a. It's it makes for a cool pen name, and it makes it makes for having a certain subject exciting and everything. But before I end the episode, I want to tell folks, everybody out there who's listening, I know I come original every time I do an episode. It ain't been no flaw on my part, you know. But I be seeing other accounts on everything. Some of them I follow. And the subject matter that I be bringing on here, I've been been talked about. They've been just caught up about it a year or two later. I saw this. I saw this. I saw this with my own eyes on Twitter. I seen somebody talking about, don't know, there's no rapper out here who has like five classic albums. Like as far as like a solo rapper and stuff like, and then you look at the ones with the longest careers. You look at look true. at LL, look at LL, Nas look at look at look at look at Nas Scarface. Two in one year. I said I said this years ago, and then somebody tried to come at my head, but I was saying like Scarface don't don't have that many like classic. He has like albums that he did as a solid, but he ain't got that many that's like classic. I okay, think Jay Z like, does too. What what albums? Uh, Reason for doubt. Has, oh, my bad. Uh, Ghostface. Ghostface has albums. Ghostface like you know, you got people who kept doing albums, but they was no, like five a is hard to do. Five is hard to do. Five is hard to do. Bro. Two, one is hard to do. Yeah, yeah, five is hard to do. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, not, I think Nas, Jay Z, and I think Nas, Jay Z, and um, maybe Lil Wayne. Uh. For that time. Yeah. And, and then I, when you talk about, I, when you I talk about classics. How many, how many albums did Outkast have? But you talk about solo rappers, though. But I think I, I, I put well, them in. So put them across bad. any group they're because, bad. like, you know, you can only take a certain person's word labeling an album But when it comes classic. to Outkast, don't you call them a band, though, instead of just worrying about I don't worry about them being Ooh, a part. I'm glad you asked me that question. They're a trio. Well, they're a trio. Yeah. You're right. They're a trio. Andre, Big Boy, and Mr. DJ. That's why that's why their production company. See, I get into it with that. folks on there too about that because they always looked at it as just Andre and Big Boy. With Mr. DJ's in the group too. That's why their production team is called Earth Tone Three. Earth Tone Three. Earth Tone Three, man. Yes, um, yes sir. But yeah, you can't trust people that don't know classic material. Like you can have groups that are not top 20 rappers but they collectively made a classic album 
Yeah, but I think five classic five classic albums is some shit that's really really hard to accomplish. And then you have you have to deal with time, too, cause stuff that dropped and it was like mid back in the nineties. It could be looked at as classic now. Oh, definitely. Like there are there are kids who grown up who do music now. Uh, their favorite track called Quest album is the Love Movement. Oh, of course. And that's that's another group. I I think they at least have five. I think all they had was five and all of them was classic. I would differ, but for the sake of this now. You said you would? Uh, yeah, what, I would. Which differ. one? Um, they got three. They got three. three. They got love, three. love Movement wouldn't do it for you. Love Movement, a lot of people fell out with them. On love movie. I wouldn't call the, it. I wouldn't call it classic. I was just glad to hear it when it came out. That's an honest. That's the most honest answer I've heard about. Like <laughs> you know about that album because like for the general public, it's like people go back on people go back on Nas albums like that one EP he did that one joint he did with uh, Kanye when yeah. Kanye did all the beats and stuff Man. it was like people shitted on it when it first came out and, but it was rightfully that it's shit rightfully was... shitted on because the shit was whack but yeah. it's people I'd have seen come back and say man people was like in a brainwash with that one because there's actually some good stuff on there there so, actually you know? is though but it's some sleeper shit on there from just a hip hop standpoint it all depends on where you want to be as a person I think I think it was a brick because it was or, who, a, or who was involved with it. It was Nas and Kanye's producer for him. That shit is... No. That, people should have been bumping... T- I'm People should have been bumping that one I'm more t- than Daytona, I'm which a, was I'm what t- people ended up doing. You yeah, know, exactly. With, uh, with Pusha T. I, Daytona... I like I like Daytona like a motherfucker. But See? You know what I'm saying? Did you play more than Nasir, though? I, I actually played kind of equal, but I played... The entire Daytona more than I played the like the few couple the few songs, songs that I like with Nas on, on Nas. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. I had some songs on Nas shit that I really did like, but I bumped the whole Daytona. Make a note of that too, because we got to talk about that's a, that's a bad thing in hip hop too. Uh, when the super producer gets to produce a whole project these days <laughs> and, and, it, and it just bricks. It happens every time because the, the folk, super spectacular well, production folks, folks, I, I want to have the I want to have I want to have a debate with somebody that really liked the Nas, not the Nas, but the Jay Z and Kanye album, and um, I want them to explain to me why that album. Because I ain't think it was track. all that. I, I know. Think, I well, it wasn't track. No, two songs on there. I that, ain't think it was all that special. Listen, man, it. it was two songs on there that that should be played for the rest of the rest of eternity. Everything else should kick. Fuck rock, just kick rocks with no shoes on, nigga. Yeah. Like for real, for real. Like I, I, it was some stadium music in that shit. It was some good production. That was some stadium music, and I fuck with it. I do, but it was some tra- not not for them niggas. I expect that shit to be like no ID sounding like producing shit. I thought that shit mm-hmm. was gonna be a little bit grimy, and them niggas went pop. So I think that mm-hmm. maybe that album might be I. Right, yeah, but I think said, I was expecting said. for them not go go so pop with it. You, you know said. what I'm saying? They just went like, you got a nigga from Chicago and a nigga from Brooklyn, from Marcy, and this is what I get? Niggas in Paris? Y'all niggas everywhere but the hood on that damn album, man. Mm, that's going to be the basis of the next episode, man. Yo, we got to sign out. Out of here. Fresh in my fresh. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. One last thing. 
Ed Sheeran won that case against the uh, estate of Pete Townsend for the, um, shall we say, the accusation that he took the chorus of Let's Get Known for his song. But he won the case, though. I mean, I'm glad. I'm actually glad he won the case because Blurred Lines already set a dangerous precedent. You know, do, do you realize that if Ed Sheeran would have lost that case, Everybody would have been getting sued because this person thinks that they took a chord for the song to make their song. Man, dude, that shit would have set the worst precedent because at the end of the day, we all know that music it can be duplicated, but it also can be expounded upon. So even though it's duplicated and expounded upon, that doesn't make you a, that doesn't make the fact that you copied. I mean, it's only so many ways a fucking song can get played. I mean, goddamn, man, it's gonna be a chord similar to somebody else's at some point. Shit. <laughs> and that's all, folks. <laughs>